just one thing that I thought of is I've realized that we're born into life and there's layers of where we're born into traps. There's traps everywhere, but the more, the more traps you start avoiding the, the sort of, <laughs> I can't, I've got this visualization in my head, but it's like you peel off layers until you get to, to the real world that we're supposed to live in. I know this is sounding kind of crazy, but what I mean is like TV, uh, drugs, sugar, crisps, like Netflix, just everything, uh, corporate, um, even the education system, everything is kind of there to pretty much, it seems, keep you kind of docile and unhealthy. And then when you peel one layer off and you realize you're not really restricted to this, this life, you start optimizing every part of life and you start seeing things for what they really are. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. I've got a new guest here today. What's up, Ryan Collins video? How are you What's doing, man? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Um, where, where are you at right now? Where are you located? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on a, in a little country called Wales uh, that isn't part of England. It's a different country and it's in the United Kingdom across the water, I think about 5,000 miles away from you, I'm guessing. That's it, man. But uh, this connection these days, it allows us to almost be like we're right there. Yeah, and I think like I've got full DSLR live and there's no lag. So this is a good setup. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. So it's let's like you're let's actually jump, there. Let's jump right into this. Um, I'm going to just take you back because I, I see a lot of correlation with this and we do have some commonalities. But I'm going to take you back to um, more or less what is it you do with your life. So um, your regular position and what you've created is uh, Ryan Collins video. We're going to jump into that. But there's an evolution that happens there. And so I'm going to take you back to August of 2018. And <laughs> oh, um, or no, I'm sorry. I'm going to take you to August of 2016, where you started wow. a thing called jujitsu. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah like when you hug guys, you, there you go. And then, and then at the end, um, in October of 2019, you received what you got, which is your blue belt. And what I'm oh, interested yes. in is what was going on, uh, when you received your blue belt in jujitsu. And then what I'll do is I'll bring that into what I believe happens in business. So what was going on in, in, in going from a white belt to a blue belt graduating, what does that accomplishment feel like? So, yeah, um, no, that's, that's a cool question. So when I started jujitsu, I remember the first six months being really frustrated, seeing everyone doing these cool moves that I wanted to do. And uh, I just couldn't do it. I was getting my ass kicked by everyone. I felt like I would, and, and you go through this, this period where it just feels like you're not, you're not getting anywhere. Um, for the first, like, uh, I remember my first competition. I've always been a nervous guy. When I was younger, I actually got bullied. I got beaten up a lot. My stepdad beat me up a little bit, you know, uh, so oh, I've never really faced those demons. So um, I'd done a bit of boxing, but no fights. And when and, and then I found, and I, I've got kind of, uh, my ankles are a bit shit. So if I run, my ankles and my back hurt. So boxing was quite hard. And then I found out you could fight on the floor which was great. I was like, okay, let's do jujitsu because, um, I can work on my confidence, my, um, you know, self-defense and also like burn calories, stay shape. I was like, this, this sport does everything. It's amazing. 
And uh, the first six months, even though I was, I was getting beaten up, but I was just diving straight in there. And just every session was huge growth in terms of like conquering fears. And, uh, you know, you turn around and there's just some big experienced dude and you're going and there's no time to even worry about it. So it was mm -hmm. great. But then what happened was after, uh, I'd say the first few competitions, I got crippling anxiety and I lost a lot. And I, I didn't get my blue belt for about three years. And I think my coach, and I love the way he's done it as well. A lot of people will just get handed their belt for service, you know, time. I'd done probably five or 10 competitions, but I wasn't getting golds. And he was like, get your golds, you get your blue belt. And then I got a gold, but I still didn't get it. And he actually wanted to give it to me. He wanted to give me the blue belt, but I'd already signed up because I got on a roll. I had like three competitions lined up as a white belt. So when he actually gave it to me in the gym session, he said, I wanted to give this to you ages ago, but you've got so many competitions lined up. I had to wait until you had nothing going on. And then when I thought back, he was, he was saying like, have you got a competition, Ryan? And I was like, yeah. And then he didn't give me the belt. So, cause obviously if he gave me the blue belt, I wouldn't have been able to do my white belt competitions. So um, yeah, but when he, um, my, uh, my coach Craig Ewers, his name is, He's, uh, he's really cool. He's been doing judo and jujitsu for like 30 years. He's like 35. He's been doing it since he was a kid. Um, and he, he doesn't fuck around really. He, no big ritual or anything. One day he just pulled me out of line, borrowed someone's belt. There you go. And I was buzzing. It was the best thing in the world, to be fair. It was, um, you just look back, like, even though it felt like a long time at the time, when you go back, uh, it really happened quite quick. And then when you look, it's, it's the same with business now. I'm When I look around and really take uh, note of my studio and the business and how I'm, I live in a completely different world, it's hard to, to fathom that this was only two or three years, you know? So like, as you go through that, <clears throat> I think there's so much value in what you just shared in you know, uh, martial arts is a lot of what my background is. Um, and I think it's beautiful because nobody's really perfect, right? There's is all, you can always lose. You can always win. There's those guys that are out there. What was going on in your professional life? Um, let's take it back to 2016. And mm -hmm. I'm going to correlate these two because I do believe yeah. that as I go through and I meet more, I look at myself and the entrepreneurial world has a lot of people that have outside um, extracurricular activities that they want to try to excel in. I see this combination over and over again. So what was going on in, let's say, August of 2016? What were you doing for, what was your life? <clears throat> oh, uh, shit, really? Um, so <laughs> that's the short story. Um, so I was working in a corporation. I won't say the name, just I was working in a large corporate firm. And I'd been there for about four years. My social life was, to be honest, drugs, gambling, going out all weekend, dragging myself through this job that, you know, I'd been four years without a promotion. So, um, and I, I know where you're going with this because I, I, now when I think about it, the jujitsu mm -hmm. changed, changed everything, basically. And, and it's true. And people might think, sounds cliche, but they do, it does all tie together. It's, when you realize you can do one thing, if you, you feel like you can do anything. And that's where I'm at at the moment. Ooh, say that again. I think that that 
is is what you just knocked out yeah. of the park. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. So when you realize that you can do one thing that you might not have thought you could do before and you conquer that, you realize you can do everything. Basically, Dude, that's gold, brother. That's, Isn't that's that like cool. that's real life, right? Mm. I mean, that's like, yeah, I get the chills just because it's like what happened. You need that and- epiphany. You need that that um, like you, you take a risk and it pays off mm-hmm. and then you just don't ever stop taking risks. So you're mm-hmm. in a place you your your shit's kind of oh, yeah. you know your life yeah, so so yeah go ahead yeah so so the um so I was in the corporate job prior to that the long story uh the short version is up until 27 i was pretty much hopping from like when i left school i didn't even think that i had to work i was just so clueless about life at 16 i did laboring i worked in a casino you know worked in a call center loads of call centers. I would, I would do the training, get paid, do a few months, leave, new job. Then in the office environment, I was just um, going out on the weekends. Like they say, like living for the weekend. Yeah. It, but, but that, that turned actually quite nasty. Like I developed some bad habits. Um, like going out. Some of those st- that you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, drugs um, and gambling. Gambling was probably worse gambling's the worst um one night so the so the the bridge was the one night on new year's eve i went out um i used to give my mum all my money before payday no on payday the money would go to her but we got paid early and new year's eve i went out um again everyone goes home and i go to the casino off my face and i lose like all my wages but but without even having given mum her rent and at that point i owed my mum 500 pounds and I'm close with my mum, and the guilt swallowed me up. And I text her. I went home feeling like shit. But then I worked a, I worked. I told her. I said, "Mum, I'm not drinking anymore." And it was just the drink. Like I didn't have to worry about everything else because I knew that would take care of itself. The gambling, the drugs. So I went out the next night. I worked in a bar, around, surrounded by people drinking. Didn't drink. Took home seventy pound, which is nothing because I owed. I had 19,000 pounds of debt. I took home 70 pounds, but I forgot about that debt. I just, I was like, let's forget about that. Today, we have not drunk and we've made 70 pounds. And I like that feeling. And I put the 70 pounds in my pocket, I went home. And the next day I woke up, I thought, how can I put some more money in my pocket? I sold some, uh, something on eBay for like 25 pounds. And I put that in my pocket and I was like, I like this. And mm. overnight, over a few days, I realized like I, I really valued that money. And I think that's when I was like, you know what, forget about the past. I'm going to go all in. How can I put money in my pocket, keep my weekends like drink free and, and, and the jujitsu helps me have something else to do. So I think by focusing on training, putting money in my pocket and filling up the weekends with competitions, I had, I, I think I booked a boxing match straight away. I was like, right, I'm going to aim for that because then I don't have to worry about drinking because some guy's going to try and fuck me up. So I should probably worry about that. And um, yeah, that was it. It was that it was that weekend over New Year's. And I'd been doing I'd been doing drugs and gambling for like 10 years, you know, so um, I, I've never <clears throat> I've never been a gam. I mean, I'm, I think people would say that you've been a gambler and things that I've done mm. just being an entrepreneur, but I've never been a casino gambler. Uh, what, what, what do you think it is 
because I just don't know that feeling. What is it about gambling that is common in in these fields? Do you, do you trade or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Yeah, and and basically it's the uh, the unpredictability of it. What I was thinking was, well, okay, well, how else am I going to pay off nineteen grand? I'm going to work ten pound an hour for how many hours is that? One. So economically, yeah. 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 I was like, well, you know, like all I got to do is keep spinning it until I hit hit that big one, and then when I pay it off, I'll feel better. And you you just you just get hooked on that thing because you see big wins. I'd worked in a casino for years, so you know, I what and it would be tough because I'd watch people do certain things. And even though I worked in the casino and I knew that it was all random, you get an idea and some fleeting inspiration, go home, go online and try and do it again. And it's really embarrassing. It's like when people ask you, how was your weekend? And you're like, yeah, no, the weekend was fine. And you know that you've just gone and thrown all your money away. And then another work weekend comes up and you can't afford to go to work to the weekend. And you've got to make up excuses. It's re- it's a really embarrassing place to be. Um, and I saw people lose everything in that casino. I saw students do 40 grand in the morning and go, fuck. Two Chinese students came in, just they were writing stuff down in Chinese and then 40 grand on there. And they were doing three grand a spin. And then they sat there scratching their head. They won 19 grand the night before, lost 40. But that's it. Uh, it, and, and so would so you would, would you say that like the, that that transition after you did that you had to start looking at things differently is that what i'm getting from you and you had to eliminate the things that you knew were in the path to where you would be led to that major problem like the domino right you knew that drinking was the domino does that sound right yeah actually uh one of my friends because i messaged i remember messaging him saying i might just have a glass of wine and he was like what's the point and, you know, I've got two bottles of wine in the kitchen. So besides one rocky month when I broke up with someone and uh, I lost my mind, but it's another topic. I'm over it. Let's just say that uh, I, I had a drink. But so so for the last 18 months, I've been sober. Mm. And then there was an 18 month period before that. But even now I've got wine in there and I know it wouldn't really be a problem to have it. But what what the the difference is now my brain goes to the end result and turns it negative whereas before you would have thought oh one glass of wine it'll be fine i'll sit down it'll be good now it's like but after that i'm going to be sitting there maybe just a little bit drunk with an empty glass thinking what was the fucking point i just broke a year and a half of being sober so i think yeah i've rewired my brain to actually look at the consequences and and it's just willpower isn't it it's like discipline massive discipline um and i think about you know i i think about that that wine every day i wanted i wanted to drink it earlier after that guy pissed me off this morning i was like i'll just have a glass of wine you know it's sunny it's sunny and uh yeah it's a nice day in wales like we don't get sun but again uh, is is the wine really the the solution? Uh, and I'm, I get quite deep. I'm like, why can't I just be happy without without it? You know, it's never made me happy in the past. So your conversations with yourself just literally start just going yeah. through. Uh, the roof. It's crazy. You don't want to be me. They <laughs> well, fortunately, I think that a lot of people that will listen to this show, um, I think we're a lot alike. I think a lot of us have these mm. traits. 
we have the um, ability to, I don't know if it's an ability of a positive sense, but to literally lose all the wheels on the car, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and in, in a, I know, yeah, I know cr cracking open that bottle is, it's, I, I know the path that that goes down. <clears throat> so maybe we can flip that, right? Because if you use the old yin and yang mentality, let's go back a little bit. One of the things that I noticed that you talk about a lot is you always say level up, level up level up. Yeah. And I think that what you're sharing even through this is you're, you're expressing. And I think that that's what this podcast really is, is evolving. And also what I'm learning is that there's true evolution in the entrepreneur spirit. And I think, yeah. Go on, and sorry. I think what you just shared was that that was an evolution. So let's kind of move that through. So now you're 2018. Um, you now have been probably selling things, you started getting the feeling of putting money in your pocket. Were you a, um, because now you're a video at trade. Did you start this journey? If I go back a little bit, were you a graphic artist? Um, no. So I did go back and you said yeah. um, in there, you're like, how do I, I help I'm a small business consultant, things like that, but I've seen this evolution. So where did you start that went, this was my door open instead of selling an old record you have in your backyard. <laughs> it got you. Yeah. Actually the thing I sold, it was like some aftershave, uh, mm. that, that like my nan bought me for Christmas or something the year before I was like, fuck, I'll sell that. I've got loads. Um, right. So two points. Well, that one, just proves people will buy anything, right? You just sold yeah. your aftershave one, and hopefully one, it wasn't after you shaved. It wasn't no, true. It was, it was boxed. It, it was worth the full 20 quid. So <laughs> there's two points. One thing I just thought of, uh, I'll come back to, so I actually started with Amazon, but just one thing that I thought of is I've realized that we're born into life and there's layers of, we're, we're born into traps. There's traps everywhere, but the more, the more traps you start avoiding the, the sort of, <laughs> I can't, I've got this visualization in my head, but it's like you peel off layers until you get to to the real world that we're supposed to live in. I know this is sounding kind of crazy, but what I mean is like TV, uh, drugs, sugar, crisps, like Netflix, just everything, uh, corporate, um, even the education system, everything is kind of there to pretty much, it seems, keep you kind of docile and unhealthy. And then when you peel one layer off and you realize you're not really restricted to this, this life, you start optimizing every part of life and you start seeing things for what they really are. Like you can just start eating healthy because you start seeing how the sugar and the, and the alcohol is going to affect you and where that leads. you see negative people and then you just start uh, leaving them behind and speaking with more positive people. And the more you start just shedding these, these traps, basically, the more you escape that life. But there's a point where you have to, have the balls to actually like, despite what friends and family think you have to actually be like, no, I'm going to go all in on this. Cause, and it's that feeling then that, that makes you feel invincible. Just to help but, you out. I think, I think it'll help you a little bit looking back on this. If you, if you looked at the camera piece, if you look at that more instead of me, I think you'll, uh, you'll just be happier with it. So. Just, oh, okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll come it just for you. Um, all good. Um, yeah, no worries. So, so in that transition, I think that you're right. So now you're, let's go look at this scenario. You're now kind of moving forward in what I would call transactions, right? You're making transactions, which means that you're moving the needle or the energy in a different direction. So you said you tried Amazon. 
but we're in what you're in now has creativity and okay. and in delivery. So what happened in that? Were you a designer? Were you no? So so what happened was um, the I'll try and keep it brief because I don't want to bore anyone. But I was just hanging out, man. There's just let it be. You be you. This is this is about hanging out. We got no out. We have no reason, (laughs) no goal. So I was going to do a boxing match, right? And uh, I wanted a boxing ball headband. So at this point, I hadn't really thought about making money online. The only boxing ball headband had like love written on it and sparkles and glitter. And I was like, I just want a normal one. And when I went into work, I asked my friend who knew a lot about eBay. I said, what, like, can I make these things and sell them in the UK? Because uh, like I was naive. I just thought maybe there's a business opportunity. And he, he wrote down Amazon FBA. And he was like, if you want to try and make some money offline online, just go home and Google that. And I was lying on the sofa after like a long day's work. I looked at this Amazon FBA thing. I was tired. I thought I can't really be fucked. You know, there's my recommended feed for YouTube already looked amazing. So I had to distract, I had to get over that and actually type in Amazon FBA. And I found that there's an app and you can scan um, clearance stuff that's stickered in a store. It'll tell you, you can sell this and make 20 or 30 pound on profit if you sell it on Amazon. So pretty much June 2018, I spent going to clearance uh, aisles in stores all over like South Wales, taking home boxes of clearance stuff and sending it to Amazon. Like my, my house turned into a warehouse. I had that belief. I was like, if I can do this once, I can multiply it and I can do it several times. But then about six months later, like come December, 2018, I hadn't made, I'd made like $2,000 and I was like, this is not paying. So uh, I had, I tried drop shipping and I don't know if you know what drop shipping is, but you, um, you set up a store online. You don't actually have the products. You link it to AliExpress. And then when someone buys, you send them a product from China. Basically, you mark it up. And it, it's a dodgy model. I don't really like it. But I tried it. I lost the 2000 dropship in um, because you've got to pay for ads to send people there. So instead of stock, you're paying for ads, basically. But do, doing that, I made a video because I had to make ads like Facebook mm. ads. When you're yeah. scrolling, you see the videos. And that was the first video I made. And then I put a gig on Fiverr and had my first sale in January 2019. So I think this is a really key point. So for people who think uh, like if you over, oops, sorry, if you over my little microphone looks like he's got an eighties hairdo. You know what? Uh, I get it, through that too. Mine has that little ball. Just all of a sudden, it's just start, a testicle. Like, yo, and just it'll start dropping. <laughs> um, yeah. So the this is what what I mean is uh, if if I'd have tried planning this whole thing and waiting to execute, I would have never got anywhere. I was trying everything. So Amazon smashing that out, smashing drop shipping. I lost two grand, but I was like, I don't give a fuck because the bigger picture is like, I'm not going to stop until I've got a hundred grand or whatever. Like, and all due respect, you knew what lossing was when it, when it came to gambling, right? You're like, this is oh, yeah. nothing to a loss. No, no, this, yeah. And, and I didn't even, and I, I spin even now, if someone cancels a video, I don't think to myself, Oh no, I've lost a thousand dollars. I just think, or I write down everything that happened and like, why did I, why did this person cancel? How can I avoid people like that in the future? How can I teach people? How can, how much can I make out of this bad scenario? And, um, so, so on Fiverr anyway, the, I got an order, then I got another order and I just put the gig up $5, $10 a time. 
And I realized that people were copying me, like copying my thumbnail, copying the kind of stuff that I was using. So I had to figure out a way. I was, I've always tried to figure out a way to stand out a bit so I can warrant charging more. Like, what can I deliver that is more than a video? And I, I implement the whole marketing thing into it. So I'm throwing shade at other video editors saying they're going to sell you a fancy, pretty video or a template, whereas I'm going to create the right video that's going to get you results. And I, yeah. So did that start where, when you were younger? Did you play video, audio? Were you, um, I noticed no, no. that we have a commonality. You, you play some guitar. Yeah. I also oh, play yeah. in my pajamas as well. I noticed that you played in your pajamas. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had I was fat at that point as well. So I was I was well, sitting that there. That wasn't my observation. I didn't spend that much yeah. time. I no, couldn't but it, that it, much. I, I was sitting there in PlayStation pajamas with a fat belly playing my acoustic. I was like, this is bound to get the chicks, you know. So <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you, you know, as as you go through that and leveling up, um, that skill set that transferred it. Um, in video, it also took you other places because I noticed you do a lot of this in other things you do, like you started filming jujitsu, you started. So I think that one thing that I'm noticing with you is that the transformation became you. Yeah. Um, yeah. When was that? When do you think that that time was in, in your life where um, I think that it's important, though some people I think that say we don't want to do it for too long, but I think it's important that we have some form of label of who we are because it gives us the, the beacon on which direction we need to go, right? So where is it that I noticed through, the interesting through these that I do with Facebook is that you can actually go back and see people's lives change. And something kind of changed where you were the jujitsu person and you're showing videos of us oh, and then boom, you the were a business yeah. person. What, what happened right there? For anyone who wants to do that, I'm, I'm actually te like, sorry, this isn't plugging a course. There, there is a part in a course that I'm doing where people are going to have to realize that um, you're going to have to post and change your profile and optimize your, you have to give yourself this persona. I just realized nobody's going to come to me and buy off me when I'm some guy doing jujitsu trying to sell videos. So I need to rebrand myself as this, this video. I need to own it basically. And it's funny because uh, my mate used to say to me when I was DJing, uh, he was like, you just got to own it. I was always nervous. And then I, when I was honest with myself, it wasn't me. It wasn't what I was meant to be doing. But when I started posting marketing stuff and writing uh, posts and posting videos, I was like, this is me. I feel comfortable doing this. Uh, and you really know where you're at when, when you've got that good feeling. And I'm, I'm like that with my intuition now. If I'm posting something and it's not quite me, I, I just don't bother. I, I make sure I stay genuine. And I think that comes off in the post that I write. It's all very casual. And, and you've just got to accept that some people, like I had friends when I started uh, rebranding my profile, my friends kind of like, who do you think you are? You know, what are you doing? Like posting, like asking people to, to buy things off you. And I actually lost a few friends on this little journey, on this little transformation. Well, I, I'm interested to think what you think about that. Tell me a little bit more about why do you think um, when people decide, because I think your story uh, can speak to a lot of people because you decided to do, and I'll jump forward just a little and we'll come back to that. But what you tried, you decided to do was uh, you did a little bit of jobs and then you literally built a business around it. And I think that that is important to people that are listening to the show that maybe look at this and they go, you know what, 
Um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but there, I got to start something. And there is a transition from every person that yeah. starts a business that they become that person. And this is, I go through this too. That business, I'm, evol yeah. I'm evolving as moved entrepreneur evolved. I'm becoming more of that person. So for you, what, what do you think that is? Um, hang on, just help me out again. What's the short version of that question? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, good. I just um, want to answer, I wanna answer yeah. it without rambling because I can ramble all day, but it's okay. So you, you became, and you, in, what do you think it is okay. about the people that are watching you become that they the, struggle oh, with? What do you think that is? People, uh, to be honest, the harsh reality is there's, there's very few people that are just going to be genuinely happy for you and help you and congratulate you. Um, that, that's, that's the reality of it because, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this crabs in a bucket thing, but if, when all the crabs are in a bucket, one crab realizes they're all fucked and tries to climb out, the other crabs will just pull it back down. And, um, people will like, a lot of people will get jealous. Friends will, um, it will come off as just playful banter, but then it crosses a certain line when you're like, no, I'm actually trying to work on my business. And, and when you grow up and you tell your mates who are happy to stay stuck, I'm not this person anymore. I'm actually trying to grow. They'll accuse you of being up your own ass and thinking you're better than them. Even when you're saying no, because I can do this. I can do this on my own. Like I don't even need to have this conversation. And I'm, I'm also happy to let you go. I just got to the point where I was like, I need to just do this for me because right now, I'm in crowds where I'm doing drugs, destroying my body, not sleeping, going nowhere. And when I realized that to get out of that, I have to pretty much escape everything, leave everything behind. And I just accepted that the people that want to be on board or want to support me along, they'll come along and they're welcome. And, I, and I'm quite a humble guy and I want to help everyone. But then you get, but I just got so much shit. Like I got attacked quite a lot. Like, uh, just little digs. Pe people will sit at home and judge the shit out of you. Um, stop texting you and, you know, but, but then that's what, that's what happens. Cause I also, you know, you think they want to, do you think that I, they want to change too? Some people might just be jealous or, or don't want to change or, or maybe I think what actually happens is they don't believe that you're actually going to get anywhere. So they don't listen. And then later on, when you're more successful, what I've heard is because I don't shout about money and figures and stuff. I, I just don't, I keep myself to myself like that, unless it's close friends who are now in the entrepreneurial circle, we can just tell each other, yeah, I did a great month, but you know, like my jujitsu Instagram, I've tried even helping people on there and posting things on there, but it just doesn't, it's not the right audience. So, um, yeah, I, I just, to summarize it really, I think when you realize that letting something go that when you let something go that doesn't serve you and you realize how much further you get, you, you get quite ruthless with throwing things out. You know, when you've had shit stored up in your house for ages and you have that clean out and it feels good. Well, I just did that with every bad thing in my life, pretty much with drugs, with booze, with gambling. I'm living on my own in a really nice place. And, um, I'm content. I wake up every day, really excited, wondering like, what is going to happen today? How, like, am I going to have a big win today? And, uh, 
I have really bad days as well. You know, I have terrible days, really stressful. I'm on my own. Uh, but that's also part of it. It's the game you play. You leave everyone and everything behind um, for a better life. But then when it, when, when it is the summer and people are out partying and drinking, you're not there. So you, you're building the bigger life in the long term. And I think that's what, what people don't get. People see the success from the influencers on Instagram and stuff. People might look at me thinking I'm trying to be someone I'm not or whatever. So I just keep that whole, uh, the, the finances, I just keep it to myself because no one really needs to know and ultimately no one really cares. Well, I think that's a, a good point. I think you laid it out exactly that. And it takes um, that strength to be able to do that. And, and, and the more you do it in your life, they, they get a little bit harder because you, you create this environment for yourself. Right. And then next and thing you, you can't know, you get like, out of it. There's no, there's no going back now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if I think about it, if I think about my situation now, like there's plenty of money coming in right now, but I don't know what's going to happen in six months. I have no idea. I'm always, I'm not, par- I like to say I'm not paranoid. I've just got lots of contingency plans. Well, there in many books, they say that a little slight paranoia is okay. You know, you're, yeah. you, you have, um, you the still fear. have those cat-like reflexes that you're, you're connected to. So you, yeah. um, so we moved to video and let's talk a little bit about video. Let's talk about a little bit of application. What is it really about? Where can it be done? So let's maybe dive in a little bit. Um, on the technical side. Who needs video? Okay, so I've got an article that says, do you really need a video? Because uh, on Fiverr, people come to me all the time. I need a video. I need a video. And it's business owners have heard down the grapevine that video converts better. But that's not really true. Um, It's a loaded statement because uh, video, when it's used right, can work better. So, for example, like, if you were a lawyer and you had a simple offer that you want to advertise, you could stop people scrolling with something bold and colorful and just have your offer or like an accountant will do your accounts for a pound. You don't need a video. And in fact, if you run a video, you might drag out your offer, stop less people scrolling. It might convert like shit. But if you want to, um, if you're a coach and you want to sell your product on YouTube, you want to send people to a training and you're, you're going to coach people. So you're the face of the product. You want a video of you here talking like this. This is what my Fiverr gig's like. And I never tell anyone this, but that's how I broke Fiverr. Uh, so just to give you, I did $7,000 on Fiverr this month. Uh, that's a, that started off as a $5 website. You can get a logo of $5. My gigs are 1000 now, which just just to give context of two years ago, they were $35. Now they're 1000 And I'm turning people away because it's just too much demand. And I want better clients who understand value bit of a long story but ultimately if you were a coach um which you are uh so you do coach do, do you do coaching or mm-hmm. yeah so you might say i need to send people to my webinar what we're not going to do is make a video without you in it with graphics and stock footage and a voiceover because you're selling yourself so if you're going to coach anyone you want to be the face of it so but, but what are you going to say? You need a video sales letter, which is copywriting. And that's what I'm studying the most now because everything 
a, the video is just one mechanism to deliver a message and the message is the most important thing. So most people come to me saying, I, I, need I a think video. you should go, you think you should go back and, and, you know, you have some good points here and people could literally <laughs> obviously go back and rewind this, but that's so true. I think that's with yeah. anything. It's what's the message. And then that's the vehicle. So I, th I think this you is why that. people, yeah, this is why people, people pay me more uh, than an unlimited company because what they're going to do is say, yes, what do you need? Uh, okay. What's the script? Um, all right, we'll go and get someone to edit this video. That's what they do. Uh, maybe someone in a foreign country who will just do what they're told. What I do is I look at, I stop you in your tracks and say, what are we like? I know you're focused on the video and what it looks like, but what's really important is one, is this the right thing to get your message across? What is the message? Yeah. And sorry. So what, what are you trying to get across? And is video the right medium? Cause if it's not, you might buy a $10 video, but then you put a thousand dollars ad spend behind it. Then it's a thousand and ten dollar video. No video. Exactly. So what I do is I charge more, but then you get the right video and you're more likely. What if that, if that video scales and you start getting three to one on your money in money out with it. So I had one video I made for $500 and they put in 10 grand in ad spend. No. 13 grand in ad spend, got like $55,000 in sales from a simple video. So it was worth it in the long run. So I think- and So what you're saying is that you also have longevity because you can reuse that in multiple areas um, to drive that traffic. Yeah, I would say it's more about um, you pay more initially to have the peace of mind that someone's giving you the right video to tell your message optimally. So whereas- most of the video editors on Fiverr, a lot of them, especially the cheaper ones, they'll get a template from a website where they can drag and drop your images in. It'll look nice. It'll look fancy. It'll look expensive. And I spent the first maybe year doing that. And I was like, these, I wouldn't buy these videos because I came from the marketing background. So I think if you're just a video guy and you go into it all video and you don't really understand the marketing, you're going to make videos that flop. You're not going to understand the value. And that is exactly what I'm teaching people in my course, which is launching on Sunday. Uh, little plug there, <laughs> but I'm no, but it, it's not about that. I'm, we've got, we got 10 signups for that uh, uh, from a whiteboard presentation. I'm getting ahead of myself now, okay. but ultimately I've got a course starting on Sunday and I want to help people. Um, so I've made a few courses but I find what happens is I'll show you how to do a bit of a video, like a technique and everyone does the same thing. And what they're missing is the context and being able to, to turn it into something that would attract clients. So through my course, I'm going to teach people how to make their own promotional videos that get you people who want videos. It demonstrates your skills. So your copy. What, what you're basically yeah. saying is you're saying that the majority of people make video for the entertainment side, meaning that, hey, how cool do we look? How could I tell you about us? The flashy effects and just, just and that's the what fun I think art. I was gonna go into next. So uh, one of the things that you did say is you said, you know, flashy effects don't get you anything. It's about stopping them in their, yeah. you know, I, their pattern. Maybe you can go into a little bit of, of that pattern so, interrupts and things like that. Yeah, so something I realized more recently, cause I've done it all backwards. Like I never knew anything about videos. I was making videos when I'd started off with drop shipping, but I hadn't really done that long. I had about a year of Facebook ads and then it turned, the videos turned, turned up, but the effects are like salt and pepper. Yeah. So if you're like, if, if you don't, if you've got a few pieces of footage and it's good footage of a product, 
if you just pour effects over it, you're just going to be ruining your steak, you know, like it was already nice. You just needed a bit of salt and pepper on it. But what a lot of people do is um, you can just see from the templates trying to make it too flashy. And you've, you're always thinking about the subject. Like, are we looking at the, what are we looking at here? And why are we looking at it? And it goes deeper, but that's ultimately what I'm trying to teach people is to like, there's, there's, there's a few elements to it because it's marketing, but then it's also film, composition, copywriting, psychology. They all go together. The video has one job, really. Stop people scrolling, make them go to your website. Well, and, and that's what I was there. just going to... Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Okay, so um, you have a video. And what are We've some of the... Met- videos so many times. What are some of the metrics? So I would naturally go forward and anything that I've done before, and I've done a lot of video uh, in the past and, and do it now. But when you do video... The ultimate goal, if you were to have somebody that wanted to be successful, would say, we want to sell X, Y, Z, and we're going to put in this much ad spend. However, there's a lot of journey that's happening in the middle of the data that you're actually getting from that video. And what I'm talking about is time watched. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the KPIs that are important when people produce a video? Because they're going to put it on either YouTube, they're going to put it on Instagram, they're going to put it on Facebook, pretty much that's... I mean, maybe well, it depends. email marketing as well. But. Yeah, it depends on the goal of the video because I would say there's there's two really. Um, time watched. I don't think time watched is as relevant for a direct response video ad. Like say a new opportunity on Facebook, a video pops up. I would be focusing on the unique click-through rate. So the use. And just to clarify direct response, that means that you're trying to get the sale as fast as possible compared yeah, to this what brand brand away. Mm-hmm. All right. So to give some visuals, like a six second Mercedes Benz ad before a YouTube video is brand awareness. They're not trying to get you to click and go and buy a Mercedes Benz there and then. But when a guy pops up going, if you just give me one minute, I'm going to tell you how you can uh, turn your life upside down and blah, blah, blah. That guy wants to get you there then. So um, hang on, let's go back. What was the question? Oh, the metrics. So the unique click through rate. So if you're running a video on social media and you want somebody to, uh, get through, I'd be looking at you unique click through rate, put it this way. If you had two videos, one time watched was the whole thing. And you had 1% click through rate. And then you had another one time watched was only 50%, but you had 2% click through rate. So twice as many people click through, which one would you keep? You keep the, well, the goal would be to turn more dollars. So you would choose yeah. the click. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, there is also considerations of if they were going, what about if <laughs> this, I know it's getting confusing, but uh, that's life. So number one goes through and 10 of them buy, but number two goes through and only five of them buy. So now we're even again, because the other people who were watching that one video were more warmed up to the products. So when they landed, they bought. So it's, it all works together. It depends what you're doing. Um, if the only goal is to get people to land and the conversions are the same, but the click-through rates are different, you want more clicks. But then if you have a webinar, then it's really important how many people are watching because your offer might pop up at the end. So if you're running a webinar and people are dropping off after 10 minutes, but your offer doesn't pop up for 30 minutes, then the, you want to be focusing on time watch, looking at where they're dropping off and then revising the script and stuff like that. 
So yeah, so the ultimate goal with the video is the the click through rate. I would say is the most important. I wouldn't say conversions either, um, because I don't think that's the video. I think that's the landing page that converts. So to um, look at two videos and one isn't getting as many conversions, I wouldn't turn that off. It just means less people bought. I mean, in a way, you would say that the video is is designed to get someone into the office. That's it. Yeah. And the sales don't happen at the door. They happen in the office. So people always say, I need a video to get me sales. I want to sell this thing. I'm like, slow down. The video is just going to get people there unless it's a video on the page. Like, you know, you could have a video and then the sales page. Video, what would video, be some, video, what would be some examples? Let's say some uh, maybe beginner examples that let's say people were going to do video how to get attention. I mean, I know if you blew something up behind you, that's going to get their attention. If it's something, yeah. uh, what, what are some things that you find to, um, let's say, shocking statement? You know, what are some of those things that you find are very, at least, solid? Um, yeah. So you, usually just like flat, bold colors. I did an ad recently um, for my course, and it's a pink and purple gradient with just a little bouncing ball animation like this. And the headline was that your bouncing ball isn't going to get you clients because in every animation course I do, I, I, I've just worked this out. All the animation courses teach you how to animate a bouncing ball. And then everyone in my group can do that, but none of them have any clients. So I thought, I know your bouncing ball isn't going to get you clients with a thumb down. And it's like, I've stopped you scrolling, but the context ETC is what important what's important. I'm going to show you how you can make simple videos uh, for $500,000 a day. Um, just get the free training. So the, what people stopped the scroll and it was partly the video, but it was also the headline. So you're thinking about all of it. It's like, it's a, it's kind of a joke, a little tease. And I think anyone who's bought any animation course will totally get it. And it got a load of love because because I know, I just know that I've done all the courses. I know the industry inside out. So I know there's going to be animators out there laughing, going, yeah, actually my, or I'm, I'm, I'm learning all these animation skills. I'm, but you're just sharpening the same tool and you've got nothing to fix. So that's, that's like my whole angle with, with this new course is like, um, let's give, let's give it some context and show you what people actually want to buy. So you don't have to be amazing at making videos. You just have to make the right videos. That's, that's everything in a nutshell that I'm teaching, you know, how do you, how do you, how do I look at your website and think, yeah, I know a video that'll stop the scroll. Um, well, actually first I'll be able to think now nah, you don't need a video. I've got a solution for you. And, and every solution I have, I generally have an affiliate link or um, maybe their landing page needs work. So I'll send them to an affiliate who designs that. So I've, I'm always, there's always opportunities. Expanding, to, to expanding your network. So yeah. now uh, kind of going back a little bit, um, th this has became what the trait is, right? Um, I love, I love the, the tagline that you would use is sell the click. And I think yeah. that explains exactly what you're, what you're basically saying is like, I need to sell that click so that I can get you in the office. And it, it in a way um, it, it's to get you to the closer, right? That's the person that introduces you. Now I got a closer yep. and that might be your sales page. So going back, you started on Fiverr um, and you started to run offers through Fiverr and go over there. Where was the moment when you said, 
you know, as, as I go through, even in your process, I go down and, and you have a three-part process that says a consultation, 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 uh, research and scripting or script writing, and then yeah. creation. So as I go through that process, that process wasn't there. That makes you a business, right? <laughs> Going okay. back, you did freelancing. And I think that this is the reason why I think this is so important for people is because there's a lot of people out there that have one skill set that don't realize that they're probably not that far from actually having a business per se, mm. where there's the responsibility of having more things that yeah. would be systems and things. But what, tr what made you go, wait a minute, I can, I can make a business. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I think I just, I wanted to build the business because I, for credibility, for starters and people pay generally or pay more for an agency or business to, to buy off you. But also, um, the, the, the systems and the processes are just a byproduct of what really needs to be done. And also it's just that marketing again, it's like people want to know how it works. I've broken it down into three steps because I like threes and you read it, you're like, Oh, one, two, three, it's done. It's not that simple. Yeah. Newsflash. There's a lot of steps. But um, I'm not going to put the the 15 step, the 12 step mm -hmm. program in the uh, in the sales page. So, um, but I've actually got like I'm always in, uh, upgrading that process. I got to the point now where the gig on five is a thousand minimum. But I I sometimes I'll hire a storyboard. I'll write the I'll write the copy, hire a voiceover artist, hire a storyboard artist give that to an illustrator who draws the illustrations, then hire an animator. So literally there's, there's this whole process. Cause I realized at one point, um, the visions, like the videos that I want to make and the stuff that I see on YouTube, that level, I, I'll just never get there on my own. I'm like practicing what I preach pretty much. If I tried getting to that level of animation, that's all I would be doing is animating and there's already i've already got one animator in my group who i hire who's better than me and it took like so your transition i think what you're just saying is like your transition working on the business not in the business and not only that having other people that can do some of the actions so that you can spend time yeah. on sales and you've got to let go wow. of control and drop mm. the ego i read a book called ego is the enemy which uh when you read that you realize that we're all just super egotistical <laughs> literally uh and and how to win friends and influence people um so you read do you think that books. that do you think that crawling from where you where you went from do you think that that ego was part of the need at the time and then maybe you get rid of it oh, as you don't need it yeah it's everything i think like a bit of ego is good you know there's it's, i agree with that too i, I like think the power right around get rid of your ego i'm like well sometimes you need that to step on <laughs> Yeah, um, it's good until like you're being egotistical, looking down on people, and then you need help. Then people just like, no, fuck you. You think you're so good. But um, and a lot of people in my corporate office, I remember had huge egos, like they get promoted and then suddenly they're towering over you, telling you what to do. And uh, yeah, that's what drove me to just escape in. I, and, and I promised myself I'll, I'll not be like that. Anyone I hire. Uh, you know, I'm always like quite accommodating. I don't, I kind of almost don't like being a boss or anything like that, you know? Um, but I've got a really cool little team now and, uh, it works well because I, I hand off the control and 
you also realize that the opportunity cost of trying to do everything yourself is not going to, it's, it's not going to pay off. Like, yeah, they might, they might do something that doesn't come out great the first time or not perfect, but the amount of extra work that I can get in the meantime is going to way more than wait, make up for it as I'm getting more clients and stuff. So when you did it first and you decided that you were going to make that transition of saying, I do all the work to hiring somebody else, how, what was your expectations of that first person? Um, I've tried it with, I've tried it with a few people. And then I realized, um, again, the ego, the self-awareness, a lot of it is down to, am I doing enough work to help them understand what they need to do? So at first I was like, oh, this took me too long, explained to them and then it didn't come out properly. But then I was like, is there anything I could have done better to make the process easier for them? So they understand it. So, um, at first I was, I was, I was hiring people, I was, and, and they just weren't coming out how I wanted them. And I realized you can't just ditch all the, you still have to, even when you're, it's probably more work to start to teach someone how they need to do things and go back and forth with revisions. And I've just put that effort into two people, an illustrator and an animator. I've just put the effort in every time the video comes back, I'll make changes. I'll do a loom video. I'll show them how, how, how it could be better, how I like it. And they appreciate that because they're getting paid to learn uh, from someone who's actually doing it and done it. But at the same time, I, I completely, you know, tell them straight up, like you did this, like, this is, this is us. This isn't me. I'm not trying to take all the credit for it. And uh, people want that feeling of self-worth, you know? So I always make sure if I'm hiring people that they feel appreciated um, and yeah, we we do some really good work, but it it is hard at first to offload the responsibility because your name's going on it. But again, that's there's there's ego attached to that whole thing. Just even your name being on it, you know, I, it's it's quite common. And, and I think that that I mean to to give some context to I think I don't know I I've run the line of cocky and confident, and I'm not sure which one's better. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, but on the other note, I think that it's not intentional. I think it's a, it's a, it's a choice. You're trying to drive so hard and you're trying so many different things that sometimes the ego is a safety net for you. So you don't yeah. fall all the way to the floor. And I think, I, it has I, to, yeah. mm -hmm. sorry, I was going to say, I always think what, what would I be like if, um, so it's quite easy to be like, Oh, these fucking annoying peasants, like these people trying to get deals and be really cheap with videos. What about back in the day, back in the day, like two years ago when I needed clients, how would I have looked at them then? I would have really appreciated them coming mm, to me. That's a so really good point. I always keep that in check. I'm like, remember where you came from. Mm -hmm. Um, same with anyone, people need help, anything. But then at the same time, I'm selling a course for $500. And if people are like, uh, I've got no problem saying, if you can't invest 500, like you don't understand until you've been through it. But if you can't invest $500 into yourself, how are you going to take $500 off a client? You, you, you get out exactly what you put in, to, like investment wise in yourself. The more you invest in yourself, the more you trust other people, pay other people, you lose that desire for like short term gratification and and then you've got no problem being like, well, yeah, I'll charge you $500. I've got no problem investing in myself. So you want some of that? We just move it around. The money isn't even, you know, it's just moving around. We're helping each other make more of it. That's, that's I, I think that's a really cool saying. It's like, it doesn't really go anywhere. It just no. kind of like 
it's like it's like girlfriends man it's like um it's not yours it's just your turn that that's basic that's that's the that's money as well it's not it's just your turn i'm trying to figure out how to take that <laughs> yeah well you know it's hey sometimes little... <laughs> life is just real you know yeah <laughs> well you you it might be your turn for life but there you go there's <laughs> But it's still just your turn. I like that. I like that. And you know what? When you drop that and you realize those things, that things do ebb and flow, I think it probably makes things easier in life, right? Because it's like, wait a minute. No one's holding even the thing that they think that they're holding. I had a- Well, you know, when you break, like I broke up with a girl the first time I lost my mind. I couldn't get my head around it. I felt like it it was mine. I realized I did a lot of work on it. I realized it's an attachment thing. And- uh, the, you know, not love or what we, we get, conf- we can get it really confused, especially when you invest so much into a relationship and then it's gone and you're like, but how is it possible? I thought, you know, and you get shell shocked from it, from the reality of it. Um, but yeah, things do just come and go like that. So I'm always aware of everything I've got every day, super grateful about it all. And, um, and then you see, you really see how ungrateful some people are as well. I think when you do all this work on yourself and it's hard not to judge you, 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 you're thinking these other people, they judge people, talk about other people, but then you're thinking about them. So you're doing the same thing. And, and it's just like, that's why I just may, I'm just better just being on my own, doing my own thing. Cause not like no one else really cares. <laughs> that's the truth. So you, I'm going to, I'm going to tap your ego a little bit and maybe it's more or less being able to tap this, but what does it feel like to you? after we've just talked about this entire journey of what you've gone through, being the person you are today, looking back on the person that you were, accepting that it was shit for a while. Mm. If, what is that to it you? Feels like I've, it, it, it feels like I'm remembering uh, like a film I watched or a book I read about, uh, about this other guy. Like, like it's, it's not me. Like I'm a completely different person to the point I'm trying to work out when it happened, you know, like if it even happened. I, 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 and the same with my childhood as well. There's like, I feel like there's, there's blocks of time where it feels like that wasn't me. It's like a bad memory. And I can't put my, I can't remember the feelings a lot of the time. I can't remember what it felt like to be so miserable and, and living in, in just shape. I don't know if you've read this, but have you read a book called Letting Go by any chance? By <laughs> I have not. David. Sure. All right. So he just talks about the lowest energies, but not in like a spiritual way. Like generally our emotions and our feelings, um, there's like a ladder and shame and guilt, jealousy, anger, competition. They're really like low energies and they don't produce anything for you. So um, I was living in that state of the lowest, like apathy, which is when you're like, uh, what's the point? Almost nihilistic what's the, what, what's the point in anything, you know, that's like the lowest and I've been there and there gets to a point where fear, uh, leads to courage. So although fear is fear leads to anger, I sound like Yoda now, but, but it's true. Um, because I had that, that turning point and the fear anger can actually lead to courage. You get so pissed off. You're like, fuck this. I'm going to go and make a change. And then when you get to courage, 
and you start dipping down, you realize you, you realize the difference. So I spent like how many years in a call center talking about other people, drinking, feeling sorry for myself, shame, guilt, all those, all those, those negative feelings. And then when you'd get to that point where you have enough and you take a leap and you get to courage, it's all up from there. And you notice when you're dipping back down, but you don't, you've got, you, you've been there before, you know how to get out of it. So I think for people in a rut, especially, it just takes that, you know what to do. You, you know that there's like a positive action that you can do. And it, it might need to, you might need to do a few things at once, quit something, go out, make some money, uh, do that thing that you've put off, post that thing, make that video, whatever it is. But when you get that done through the courage, you, you leave behind all those, those lower emotions, you know? And, um, and there was a point in my old job when I just, I was obsessed with this Amazon thing and it wasn't making me much money. I got paid a hundred pound in one month, but the, 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 I was just out of those. I was totally committed. I told myself it's either going to happen or I'm going to die trying. And it really does take to that point that something will happen. 50 cent said that, right? <laughs> Get, Get rich, rich or, or die, die trying. trying. <laughs> but, but, but it's the absolute truth. And what more for, would you be more fulfilled to get to the end of your life, think exhausted, thinking, fuck it, at least I tried. Or just to get to the end of your life, regretting not making that post because your friend might laugh at you, you know, uh, and just living that basic I heard this job. cool thing yesterday, or I was listening to a book maybe two days ago or so. And um, the guy talked about shame. And I, I think it's, um, I, we're all human. We all go through it. And I, I, I personally, I don't like the word guru or any of that stuff. I, I mm. just, you know, even in martial arts, I struggle with the word sensei and things like yeah. that. And I just always oh, yeah. have, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I just think that it's like, you know, they are actually a repetition that you could do. This isn't something unhuman. They just decided to commit a little bit further. But there was a thing about shame. And the guy said, he's like, where I live, there is no shame allowed. He's like, so when I get shame, I ball it up in a little ball. And then I imagine myself throwing it up in the air. And then I kick it to planet shame. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, I like that. And then it's all of my shame can sit on that planet. It doesn't have an acceptance here. But I, the reason that I thought it was super powerful for entrepreneurs as well is because we carry a lot of people's failures. So like when people hire you because they're failing in an area and then you try and solve that, that could be a cup for water when the, when it breaks, they're going to call you. Right. So there's okay. this shame. Right. And I thought that that was a great example of taking a ball and saying, okay, I accept that this is real. It's not fake. It's the same lying. with regret. It's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Imagine like when you, like I read something, um, like you're carrying, when, you, when you're reliving something that happened in the past, you're just carrying this concrete block on your back. Like what's going on in your head has a physical effect on you. Like you have a, a backpack full of heavy shit. You can just put it down and just leave it. You don't need it. And it's, it's hard to, to, to stop going back. But the day, that weekend when I decided that I'm stopping drinking, I'm going to go and make some money. I'd put that, I just put that backpack down, you know? And um, everything just started to happen from then. But I think you, you, you kind of, you've got a persistence. I think it's faith and persistence. 
you know, like hold that solid end goal in your mind. And this is another thing. I think we hear a lot to visualize. Where do you want to be? You know, when, when they asked me in my corporate job, where do you want to be in five years? I said, sat by the window. That was my answer. Mm. <laughs> you know, I want to just a window seat. Like I just took the piss in there. It's hard when someone says that, but really when you get down to what you really want, I would imagine in my old job, sitting down to work, but at my own laptop, that was just the dream. Imagine I woke up to do my own thing and I held that persistence just in my head. That was the dream. I started imagining how I was going to tell them all to fuck off. I imagined like having a team meeting and just leaving. And I, I didn't actually do any of that. I text, I sent a text. Thanks for everything. I'm never coming back. That's, that was it. I sent that to my manager after five years and she was like, what, what? No notice. I was like, Nope, you've driven me into the ground. Thanks. Bye. I burnt the bridges, but, um, yeah, uh, I know I'm rambling going off topic, but yeah, um, the shame thing you can just, you, you can, when you get to that, that point where I was at a point where there's, there's two ways I'm going to go. I'm probably going to just die young miserably, or it's going to be a life of excellence but I need to really take huge action and just hold that belief in my head. And since then I don't. Um, so I would say a massive action over perfection every time is probably the best thing I've ever heard. This helped me stop trying to be perfect with everything. You can, you can post, you can test. It's all about testing when something sticks, when something feels right and you get an idea, you can just go for it because you, you just don't know which one's going to work. But if you don't, it's like seeing a nice girl and not approaching her. You're just always going to think, oh, that what if, you know, I bring girls. Into and I think, I think that this yeah. is exactly what business owners go through. And I think that we get stuck as um, all of us being the same from Mark Cuban to guys like me, guys like you, um, we all have this exact same feeling. And so I think that it's it ties in a lot with your story going back with jujitsu. And that's the reason I brought it up because you got a, a victory, but you also acquired a skill, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's what happens in business. Well, Ryan Collins video, this has been incredible. Um, sure. Your story of what you've just shared is going to change a lot of people. Where can, um, where can people find you? Um, you know, what do you have coming up and uh, share that with us? Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so I want to say, like, I can talk all day, and I know I might have rambled a bit. I hope, I do hope I deliver some good content there. Hey, brother, there's no um, shame here. How's that? <laughs> no shame. I'm going to take off. I'm gonna no regrets. I'm going to make you live it right now. I'm going to kick it to the moon now, man. Um, but, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, no regrets. Uh, thanks for having me. So, Ryan Collins' video, I suppose, Um Obviously, RyanCollinsVideo.com is a good place if you want somebody to take a look at not just your video, but your funnel and see if um, a video could work. Maybe we can get you some more sales. Or if anyone wants to learn from me, I'm, I'm creating. So I've got this idea, and it's starting off as the Video Ad Academy under five-figure freelancer. I think there is a huge gap, right? There's... Loads of people are selling courses on how to get a seven-figure business. But when you're just an average guy, you can't dream of seven figures. It means nothing. Five-figure freelancer is teaching people who are ready to just learn and apply themselves to something how to get their first $500 day, their first 10 grand month, that first step. Because I just don't think there is anything 
like that out there. So I'm working on creating like a freelance business school where you can come and learn the fundamentals of everything you need so you can go and just apply your own creativity to it. So right now on the 4th of, uh, I don't even know what month it is, 4th of April uh, is when the first content is going for the Video Ad Academy but it's going to be under the five figure freelancer thing. So if you search that in Facebook, you can find the group. I've got a group with 600 people learn video for social media and go freelance. And there's 600 people in there. We all uh, create and edit videos and I've got a few cheaper courses as well. So you just give it a search, uh, Ryan Collins video, and you can find a course, you can find me. Um, and if you just want to chat, you can drop me a message. I think this is, I think my destiny is to go um, beyond me creating the videos and to help him. I really like teaching people and helping people um, just eliminate false beliefs about what is really possible. Um, just from a really real point of view, like a no, no bullshit, go and get it kind of thing. So even if anyone just wants to drop a message and say like, I've got an idea. I'm stuck. What can I do? I'll give you a kick up the ass if that's what you want. Well, if you want to kick in the ass, ryancollinsvideo.com. You've been an incredible guest and I hope <laughs> to have you on again. And thank you for telling your story about uh, your evolution of being an entrepreneur. No problem at all, man. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. See you later. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, moved is to entrepreneurs.